Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Coach MJ. He is a speaker, author, entrepreneur, podcaster. He has 35 years of experience, and he has lived in 12 countries. I have Suki Jeffries. She is a three-time author. She's a women's, emp women's empowerment coach. She helps women at or nearing retirement age build the next season of their lives. And I have Billy Ryan. He is a former MLB executive, and he's currently a consultant doing team and leadership development. The question I have for you today, how do you handle it when someone screams or yells at work? Suki, kick us off. So this is very an interesting topic because when I was in my corporate job, I was in corporate technology for years. And then every once in a while, there'd be somebody who's really got to be in their bonnet and yelled. And usually what I try to do is just kind of say, okay, let's talk about it later. Mm -hmm. And then when later comes, I, I'm very purposeful and say, let's talk about what the business problem is. I know that you're upset. But tell me what the business problem is. Let's see if we can get down and solve that because that's going to help with your frustration level. Mm, love it. But it. It's always shocking to me when somebody yells at work. Yeah, I think for, for me, I always try to figure out the, the why. Uh, the, the, the default response tends to be, oh, they're angry, but sometimes that can mask frustration. It can mask insecurity, confusion, mm -hmm. and it's just sort of this visual response that folks have. So similar to Suki, it's, it's typically uh, not a great idea to engage on that level when people start screaming and yelling in a work environment. But if you can take a step back and try to figure out the why, uh, it doesn't necessarily excuse the behavior, but can help you diffuse it a little bit easier. Right. Mm -hmm. I looked at this uh, as maybe this was the boss shouting. And if oh. that were the case, then, you know, we all understand how, how demeaning that makes everyone feel when they hear that kind of a public rep reprimand. If it's somebody kicking off because they're unhappy, Again, we're talking about two, the balance of two. And, you know, we probably can guess it's fear-based, fear of losing control mm -hmm. or not being heard or not being appreciated. And so how to deal with that, whatever calming strategy you can use, if you have the ability to do that and the opportunity to do that, to diffuse it with humanity mm -hmm. and empathy. Yeah, I think, I think it depends, like how you handle it depends upon who's doing the yelling. So if it's a peer, you can basically say, hey, let's, let's take a time out. Let's walk away. Love that idea, Suki. Let, let, you know, let's take a break. We'll talk about it later. If it's a boss, and I did have a corporate job with a screamer. I worked under a screamer. Mm -hmm. It's really hard, especially if you're in a conference setting where there's multiple people. Because yeah, I feel like sure. if I'm one-on-one -on -one with someone, regardless of whether they have authority over me or not, I'm going to say, no, you, you don't get to scream at me. Let's take a pause. But if you're in a conference room and there's a lot of other people and you do that, the screamer will then feel shame and you've got to deal with that. So I, I think that that's where it becomes a challenge is when somebody's screaming in a public setting, how do you diffuse it without shaming them? What, what would that look like? Golly. You know, you, you can always try and take five, you know, from whatever conference you're in, but that's not always possible. I've been in situations like that and I can see, I can envision in my head, people sitting around the table, doing this, kind of looking at each other, like who's going to say something, who's going to do something. Yeah. Uh, usually it's me. Cause I'm, I'm one of those people who just speaks up like, mm -hmm. I jump in, I try and diffuse and just say, okay, well, you know, and, and get to the, what the issue is sounds like perhaps you're frustrated about this, like 
kind of rephrase it a little bit to concentrate more on the problem rather than the energy, you know, the negative energy. Mm -hmm. I think that when uh, when it is someone in a position of leadership, it, it, it tends to be a sort of a last resort uh, as a way to try to regain control. And the irony of that is that trying to show your authority and your control sort of belies the fact that you're actually out of control, first and foremost, with your emotions. And then, you know, if you're having to resort to, to screaming at, at your team, you've probably failed them mm. as a leader in other ways and your other motivational tactics aren't working. So um, I don't think it's ever, you know, productive to sort of engage on that level in that sort of environment. But depending on the individual, depending on the relationship you may have with your boss or that leader, you could try maybe a sidebar after and just say, hey, just as a heads up. I want you to know the, the effect this is having on the team. We all you know, respect you. We want to be successful, but that that's not having the, the, the effect or the impact that you probably want it to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Coach, did you have something you want to add there? Yeah. You know, we, we developed a workshop kind of around this uh, when I was a leader. And, and the only reason we were able to do this is because I, as a young leader, was one of those insecure uh, about losing control or somebody mm -hmm. doing something. And so I was pepping up my voice and mm. demotivating some of my staff to the point where I had many lessons I had to learn uh, before, you know, this is way before anybody thought about writing a book on emotional intelligence. What took them it's so us. long? Right. So, uh, <laughs> I had to learn that the hard way. And, and, and that's something that I have to remind myself of all the time. When it really comes down to is how do you manage a boss who needs a baby bottle? When they start throwing toys out of the pram, as they say, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what, what, what's really going on inside is nobody's appreciating. Nobody's listening to me. You don't understand my concern. You don't understand my paranoia. You don't understand my fear. You don't understand my pressure. You don't understand how many bills I have to pay and all this. And at the end of the day, that's the wrong approach. We all know it. And mm -hmm. we, we all know that that's not going to motivate our teams to come back and pull together and let's all row the boat together. That's mm. never going to happen. All they're going to simply do is alienate their team. And in fact, they turn into the best recruiter for the competition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that leads us to a really good question. So let's say I am the leader and someone under me is a screamer. How do you help them learn? And coach, you said you had to learn not to be um, raise your voice. How do you help someone under you learn to manage their frustration in a more productive way? What does that look like? Well, I, I can kick this off and just simply say, you know, I, as a result of all of this in the companies that I've led and grown, I was very uh, keen to make sure that I shared uh, something called a leadership model. If I ask everybody in the room, uh, anywhere to draw a picture of a flying machine, they might come up with different versions. Somebody might draw a UFO, somebody might draw something else. When I then show them that what I really meant was a, a motorcycle coming out of a window, you know, that's completely different. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm saying this is a leadership model will help you understand that if I showed them a picture of an F-16, everyone could trace it on the paper. Mm -hmm. And having a leadership model to follow that mm -hmm. has integrity that can help people understand and share an inspired vision that can help them understand how important team communication is. Those are the type of things that really need that alignment within an organization. Without it, uh, as soon as you turn your back, your business unit can turn to chaos. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. How about the other two? How do you help someone who is a screamer become 
not a screamer. In my baseball career, some of my favorite times of the year were um, during around the draft, and we would have some really very passionate weeks long worth of meetings. And at times, screaming and yelling was encouraged because it it, it indicated passion and indicated <laughs> that you wanted to get the player that you felt was best for the organization. So I always love that. But for me, it comes back down to what your culture is and what your values are. And as long as that screaming and yelling is is done with an eye toward getting the right decision for the for the team, not for yourself, and it's done with respect and it's done in a professional manner, um, I think that's okay. If it crosses that line, uh, I always just revert back to the culture and just say, look, there's a mutual respect here. We're not going to tolerate it. I understand you're frustrated. You know, why don't you excuse yourself? Take some time. Come back in. Um, but just the mutual respect piece from a cultural standpoint is is kind of a hallmark that that I just wouldn't budge on. It. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you have any last thoughts about how you'd help someone? Yeah, uh, I like what Billy said about mutual respect and fostering the mutual respect. And also, one of the gentlemen said uh, just a little bit ago that they think they're getting something across, and they're actually getting maybe the opposite across. Mm-hmm. And I think if you talk to the person and say, "Okay, let's do a a, a recap or a postmortem on that interchange or or our." conversation today. What did you want to get across? And if you heard someone do this, basically what they did, what would that get across to you? So like make it personal Mm. and say, how would that come across to you? And um, sometimes that's an eye opener when you uh, ask people to envision themselves being on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a little bit biased because I teach productive conflict skills. So when I hear about someone screaming, I'm like, oh, they don't have the skills they need. Let's see if we can get them some more effective skills. So that that's the direction I always go when I hear someone's not doing a good job of managing their meetings. So that is our 10 minutes. That's all the time we've got. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again very soon.